Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the podcast. You know it. You know what the podcast is called. I don't need to introduce the podcast to you. It's the most listened to podcast in junior hockey. That's why you're here. You're here because you got a couple of guys who have some pretty good opinions on the game of junior hockey and some extremely accurate opinions on the USPHL as well. And speaking of extremely accurate opinions, it's time for me to introduce the man who consistently wins playoff pick'em competitions on the Dan K show. But I would like to point out generally wins them by a score of 96% correct to about 93% correct. Please welcome to the show, Mr. 96% himself. Dan K. Dan, how's it going, buddy? They do say close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. It does not count in playoff pick them for the Dan K show. And Lucas, when you said a couple of guys, I thought you were about to go into the kind of the Fresh Prince rap. I thought you were going a couple of guys <laughs> who were up to no good, started talking hockey in your neighborhood. They got in one little game and they broadcasted bad. And next thing you know, they're really sad. I don't know. That was, a, that was decent. Um, but we sit here, Lucas, today and We've got some great guests coming up. We're going to be talking with the Charlotte Rush organization, Ryan Crothers, Jacob Smulovich, Troy Schwab, Ray Sylvester, the whole crew out there in Charlotte, just this, this super team that's been put together. The folks that didn't join us today, Julie Crothers, you talked about Trevor Julie, you talked about the behind the scenes with Debs. Like it's just the, the crew that they've put together there, Lucas. It's it's so incredible, just the teamwork, the effort that goes in to an organization double dipping as champions. It'll be a fun conversation to be had today. Yeah, it's it's going to be a good one. And, you know, these these guys are always the best. And, you know, it's it's something that we'll, we'll end up talking about a little bit in the conversation. But, you know, when we first started, it got off to a little bit of an interesting beginning there between between us and the rush. And but you know what? That's OK, right? Because first impressions, not always correct. Over the course of working in the USPHL, we really got to know these guys. And, you know, we've not just covered their games. We've not just covered their events. We've got down and covered their youth hockey events, their 10U program, the Carolina Premier Hockey Program, which you're going to hear a little bit about as well. And, and you know, one of the, the, the best memories I have from that, that event is panning the camera over as one of their players took a penalty and slammed a stick into the glass and getting a tweet of, yep, that's my kid. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's understanding is that you talk about that, right? You talk about slamming the stick against the glass, getting upset. You're talking about the the little things that go on in this junior hockey game. And, and I think Lucas, it bodes well for a quick conversation. I wanted to have that we talked about before this about kind of junior hockey, about youth hockey, about midget hockey, and just reminding our parents at home that the fans at home, reminding our, our, our folks around this game, you know, these are young hockey players, right? These are either young men learning, learning the ropes, learning the world, or, or in many cases, these are these are guys who are in their teenage years or, or younger, right? They're they're learning things, whether it be on social media, whether it be in in terms of on the ice. And I want to always remind everybody, you kind of the balance between our our punishment in this world, right? Our frustration in this junior hockey world, the the being the the actively engaged and and how to correctly actively engage compared to, you know, how do we rehabilitate? How do we fix? How do we how do we correct right and with these young athletes and lucas i know you deal you deal with this in the educational spectrum of the world right you did this as a teacher you did this you still do this today as a as kind of a freelance tutor when you when you're tutoring and things like that with students and you look at this at this age it's so important to remember 
that as much as we work to create a professional playing experience for all of our players at every level, that they are not in fact professionals, right? And they're learning just as much as, as we all had to learn at this age. And, and that's, you know, you see the videos of the dad punching through the glass and breaking it all. You, you hear the parents that tend to, to scream, shoot the puck. I mean, how would they know to shoot it without hearing you scream it? We want to remind you all that there's, there's good actively engaged and there's sometimes those, those bad, right? And we want to always balance that, that punishment with that, with that feeling of, you know, how do we fix the problem, not just yell about it? How do we not just punish it? How do we not just throw uh, some, some young kid under the bus before they have the opportunity to learn from a mistake and grow from it? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's something that, you know, I think sometimes gets lost, right? Because we, as you and I, we, as parents, we, as coaches, we treat the 10 year olds like professionals. We treat the 15 year olds, the 19 year olds like professionals because we want them to feel like they are, but you take a step back, right. And you realize that they're not quite there yet. They've got a lot to do. And, and from myself and the education standpoint, I can tell you that the amount of development between 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, all the way up to 25 years old, Dan, there is, there is a lot of development happening, a lot of things getting processed. And we should just make sure that we are aware of that and a little sympathetic to that. And that as the development continues for these young hockey players, both physically, mentally, um, as active members of society, that we understand, I think, that things yeah. can, can be developed and continue to develop throughout their playing career. 100%. We're not developing just on the ice, man. We're developing a classroom with these young players. We're developing our, our world internally, right? Like our, our, we're developing ourselves as human beings at this level of the game. Everything's a teaching moment, parents. Everything's a teaching moment, coaches. Everything's a teaching moment, social media community. Sometimes we're, we're quick to react in this world rather than to process, right? Rather than take in the information, see what it is, build on it and maybe work together. A lot of times we, we're in a reaction type environment. We want to always be working to better ourselves, the world around us, and these wonderful young athletes playing the game. And we are going to talk to some wonderful, wonderful folks from an incredible organization, people that get it in terms of that world, right? They, when it comes to the pride, the culture, the 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 way that they they put it all together, the the charitable work that they do, the charitable endeavors of the athletes on their team, and they did it all while being champions, while winning hockey games, while putting together W's. And Lucas, while making me look right and making me look smart, which is difficult to do. Well, making you look smart is difficult to do, Dan. But apparently winning two national championships was not too difficult for the folks from the Charlotte Rush right after this. What if you could naturally improve your sleep and fight snoring just by drinking water? Introducing Remastered Sleep, the first water bottle designed to fight snoring and provide a natural way to better sleep. This is not just an advertisement. This is a personal recommendation. I was part of the study trial and began to feel the benefits in just a few weeks. I continue to use Remastered Sleep to help me get restful sleep even on long road trips. Head to RemasteredSleep.com to find out more information and use the code DANKSHOW10 to get 10% off your purchase. Remastered Sleep, aspiring to make healthy easy. Welcome back in, folks. And uh, well, we've we've got a little bit of a crowded Zoom room here today. This should be an interesting one. Uh, we've got some folks from a, a fairly successful 
junior hockey team in the room with us. But first, let's bring Dan K back into the discussion. Dan, you're pretty jazzed up about this, I imagine. Yeah, I'd say, you know, there, there's some folks that you call hashtag the boys, you know, and, and these would be what I would consider the boys, you know, and, and they went out there and, and they brought in an extra one of the boys this year who we're going to introduce in a moment. So this is, you know, sometimes, Lucas, in life, things just tend to go your way. And, and for me, that's most of the time. For these guys, it was certainly last year for them. Uh, and, and sometimes in life, you, you, make, you make a decision, you know, and, and the world tells you you're swimming upstream. The world tells you you're wrong. The world looks you in the face and they say, what is this man thinking? But I'll tell you what, when you're swimming against the current, sometimes you just know a little bit more than everyone else. And Lucas, that's that's where we're at today. And that's where we introduce in the double dip champions, baby. The Charlotte Rush. It's Rush City. It's the Rush Hour. It's all of it right now. We've got Ryan Crothers, the man behind the scenes who pulls all the right strings. We've got Schwabby Troy Schwab, your premier head coach, the premier experience in hockey coaching. We've got Moscow Smules, you know, the man from Russia with love who just wins hockey games with no problem. This guy's bringing anarchy to the elite. And then I'll tell you what, I thought I saw a pretty good Sylvester back here. And that's Ray, baby. This is Ray Sylvester. The guy. This guy's got more hits than Ray Charles, man. This guy absolutely makes it happen. Charlotte Rush, I'm going to let you all say, how's it going? How are we all doing? We're feeling pretty good. Yeah, we're feeling good. Appreciate you having us. We got a, a pack Zoom, like you said. We got the boys here. We're, uh, the only ones we're missing is uh, is the jeweler boy, Trevor, and uh, and Dibs, Matt Dibble. But we uh, this is a good room right here. This should be fun. And it's incredible when you talk about this team, right? You got Jules going all over the country. You got the scouting department there with dibs. You get, I mean, you guys, it's a family atmosphere, right? And you, and you guys do it the right way. And Ryan, I, I start with you here. I cut off Lucas. Lucas doesn't get to ask the first question, all right? I get to ask it. And Ryan, we, we talked to you, you know, we've talked to you all season last year. We've watched what you've done at this level in more than one way, man. Can you talk to me a little bit about, how it feels to have such a good team around you on a day in and day out basis. And just how important this whole crew is Julie, Troy, Ray, Jake, you know, you look at Matt, you look at, you look at the whole team here with, with Julie out there. What's, what's the importance of this whole team? I, we say it all the time. Like you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. And that's, that's how we started this organization. And that's how we've ran with it. And you want to surround yourself with people that make you better, um, make you look good when you win. Um, and I think that's what we've done here. I think we've got an unbelievable staff. Um, the staff has grown tremendously, um, started out super small, right. And, uh, Julie running things here and, and I was doing both teams and I had Trevor with me as an assistant. And then we grew to Matt Dibble uh, as our director of scouting. And then, um, last year we had Troy, and we had Ray to the mix. And, you know, now we thought we had a, a really solid coaching staff and organization. And then, like you said, we go out and get Jacob Smolovich, you know, who lost in the uh, finals. And like Troy says it, like you can't beat them, you join them. So Jacob joined us. Um, but it's it's so much fun. Like what we get to do, I think if you look around at some of the other organizations, you know, there's not that many people that you could bounce ideas off of. You know, it's, it's a, a thinned out staff where – we all push each other to be better. You know, there's five of us on a day-to-day -day basis that are 
bouncing off ideas about, you know, practice, uh, how we're going to travel, you know, lines, whatever it is, the more information you can get with people you trust. Um, usually you make a better educated decision. I think that's what we've done here with the rush and brought in great hockey minds that are open-minded uh, and make each other better. And it's, uh, it's great to be able to work with these guys on a day-to-day basis. It's a ton of fun. They make me better. And um, we really enjoy our staff here. I love it. And, you know, just, to, just as important as it is to have a great team, it's, it's great to have one that challenges you, right. And, and have, have a team put together that do the things well, that, that maybe you don't have the expertise in. You look at what, what we have here at the Dan K Show with Lucas Jones here. I don't know the difference between a wire and a laptop, and it's why I've shocked myself a lot. All right, Lucas is always telling me, stop touching the wiring. I have a big problem with it. And we, we go to Smules here. You know, you just got mentioned, Moscow Smules. You just got mentioned as losing in the championship game. You can't beat him, Jordan. You come in here to the elite. You get this offer. You get this opportunity. You walk into Charlotte. I mean, what are you feeling when you get the offer? And and how bad did you get beat in the golf course when the announcement was made? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited to be here in Charlotte. Like, it's a tremendous opportunity joining, you know, the not only defending national champions, but honestly, the organization that goes about things completely the right way. Um, my golf game still needs a lot of work. So I think I lost by probably 30 strokes to Ryan. So wasn't, wasn't too good there. Um, not as close as the championship game, but I'm excited definitely to be here. And now you look at it, Smooth. you talked about last year. I love just the vibe in your locker room all year long. And, and we go in there when you guys are celebrating your semifinal win and we hear anarchy, right? The boys just, they were shaking up the league all season long. And, and every time someone counted you out, you responded with a big time victory. What do you bring? What are you going to bring to the Charlotte rush team? Now that's, that's won that championship. They've got that, that years of winning mentality. How do you build that same anarchy feeling in the rush locker room in the elite? Yeah. I mean, I think for me too, it's just going to be adjusting a little bit. Like each team you have is going to be different. What worked for the team I had last year won't necessarily work for the group this year. So I think it's finding what drives these guys and implementing it. And I think too, um, part of being here now is, you know, these guys have won the championship leaning on their experience, but also reminding them that now every time we play that we have a target on our backs and teams want to beat us. So I think it's just going to be keeping those guys accountable with that. Now we go to uh, we go to a guy who could be he's more of a Bill Belichick than a hockey coach because he's looking for touchdowns every day. Schwab, you take over the helm here in the premier. You're ready for another season. You see, you're always you're the level headed guy to me. You know, you're the other calm one. You're keeping things cool, calm, collected, while at the same time asking your boys for a touchdown every day. What's the premier squad shaping up to look like right now? How are things looking on the ice and how many touchdowns are we willing to see this season? Well, I don't think it's changing. I think we're still looking for touchdowns, but uh, um, I think so far we, we're shaping up pretty well. I think we're going to be really deep. We have a deep team, um, really good decor, um, strong goaltending, really deep goaltending as well um, throughout the program again this year, uh, you know, from Trevor and, and Ryan and Matt Dibble and Jacob and the guys that we've brought in here. Um, I think we're going to have a pretty good roster again. It could take us, you know, a couple of weeks here to get gelling. We've only been on the iceberg seven days or whatever it's been, but I think we're going to be really deep and, you know, we're going to get scoring from a lot of lines, uh, very similar to the way we were at both levels last year. Um, but I think this year, I think our decor is going to kind of lead us. I think we got a very strong defense um, and I think we're going to lean on them. And, you know, we got eight guys there right now that, 
um, can all play and can play significant minutes minutes for us. So um, maybe in the past where we, you know, we were looking to put up six or seven, um, you know, and hoping that Bubba shut the door off at the back end. I think this year, I think our decor is going to be extremely strong and, you know, we're going to be able to win those games that are three, two, two, one type style games. And now coach, you talk about, we talk about that Yankee mentality, right? That, that idea of, of winning, right? That winning culture, you guys don't rebuild, you reload. And you look at guys like Bubba Batisti or open Zezima moving on to the next level. How, how do you, how do you handle that as a coach, right? You, every year is a championship year. There are no off years for the rush. There's no, Hey, we'll get them next year. Let's build this thing up. How do you look at that from the coaching perspective this season? Well, I think, you know, it's, it starts as soon as you, the season's over the year before, right? You're trying to replace those guys. You know how good of a season they had and you know that they're looking to look to move on. Um, you know, we are in a pretty good situation this year. We had a lot of guys coming back from the elite team. Um, we didn't have many guys coming back from the premier team, but a lot of guys wanted to come play in Charlotte for multiple reasons, right? Um, you know, our culture, the way we move players on and then you win national championships of both, both levels, a lot of guys want to come play in Charlotte. Um, so from a coaching perspective, you're not going to replace Bob Batista and you're definitely not going to replace CJ Zezema, right? So you got to get guys though that are going to come in and complement um, the rest of the guys you currently have here to, to find a way to, to help with their production or, um, you know, step in and take part of what their production was for us last year. And, you know, we have some guys that are, that are here right now that have that potential, right? Um, you know, CJ and, and Bubba, when they came to us last year, we were both really good players, but the development they got by the end of the year, like they were really, really good players, right? So um, I think we got some guys here right now that are in that same mold that um, they come in, they're going to get the development, the video work, um, the on-ice development, and, you know, just a lot of that mentoring and tutoring that we do behind the scenes right and uh i think you can see some of these guys that are going to take those steps and and be the next bubba batista in the back next cj zezema for the Charlotte rush absolutely love it and, and this team i mean the thing you guys do so well the guys move on whether it's the college whether it's the, the next level of this game at the tier two level it's it's so fun to watch the model at work working for the players and these families that that join up with the charlotte rush and now we talk about the family, right? And I go to Ray Sylvester here, and this is one of my favorite people on the planet. He's one of the greatest interviewers, one of the greatest fake off-ice interviewers on the planet. Ray, you ended up with my blazer after the championship double dip. You're enjoying yourself. We're eating some Zod together with the boys, okay? Talk to me about kind of your role with this whole thing, right? And how, how'd you get locked in with Ryan? How did you end up working here as the media mastermind of this whole thing, ensuring that these guys know what's going on, not just on the ice in game, but in reflection, post iced post game. Uh, so I guess I, I'll just start with uh, what I, um, how I met Ryan and it was, uh, I spent three uh, years on campus at RMU and two of them were as, you know, just doing like analytics, you know, off to the side, I really wasn't into, you know, being in that circle of the coaching staff or whatever. And then my third year, uh, the hockey ops guy left for Minnesota State and um, they brought me in to be the video coach. And that's where I met Ryan and I got really close to him and his family. And uh, it just kind of from there, you know, last year with COVID, you didn't know that RMU was going to play or any D1 school is going to play. So he he offered for me to come down to um, Charlotte and live with them and and work for the rush. And I couldn't, I don't think I said yes quicker. I don't think he even got the whole offer out of his mouth before I just said, yeah, I'm on my way. Um, 
but yeah, like I'm the video coach. I do all the pre-scouts. I do all um, like Sunday morning meetings, you know, what we, what we see on Saturday night that we need to change or, or keep doing well. And then throughout the week, whether it's, you know, another pre-scout or, or teaching clips from the NHL or college, uh, just showing the guys that I, I sent a player, you know, for example, this week of uh, what we want to do on line rushes. And he had two players that he liked in the NHL. So I sent him a couple of clips of that and it was actually kind of funny on the bench. He looked back at me. He's like, you see that move? Like you sent me that this week and it actually worked out. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, I do some of like the equipment stuff here. Riley Dunn's came back this year and he's going to help out with the equipment stuff. But yeah, it's mainly, uh, you know, the video, video side of things. Well, I think he's leaving out a big part, though. I think he's leaving out a big part. He is the glue in the locker room, too. The guys love him. He's, uh, like you said, he's wearing your Dan K jacket. And um, (laughs) I think think it's a really important piece of his job. Uh, It might not be in the job description to be the locker room guy, but, you know, he's kind of the guy that these guys can go to when, um, you know, the staff might not be the happiest or whatever it might be, or maybe a guy's struggling or we're we're getting on a guy really hard. Ray does a great job of providing that uh, buffer um, for these guys and they have an outlet to go to. And they obviously know that he lives with me. And I think Ray does a great job of filtering what info the players should know and what shouldn't they know and, um, and how to use that to build them up and not, not break them down. So I think that's a big part. That's, that's not on his resume, but um, I think every guy in that locker room absolutely loves him. And it's a huge piece of our, of our culture. Yeah, I mean, Ray, you, you you said, oh, well, it's it's pretty cool. You have a, a weird way of talking, uh, kind of playing down the importance of what you do. But, you know, us, the, the video guys, the, the real the real uh, the real masterminds here got to stick together. And what you do is is all that stuff in the background. Right. It's that video analysis. It's you know, there are still some in in hockey who don't necessarily go into that more analytic side. and. And really for, for the folks at home who, who maybe know that film sessions exist, right. And know that, that coaches are using video to, to preview what's coming next or break down what's going wrong because you have this position, you're probably privy to some smaller details that you're looking for in a, a prospective player or a prospective opponent. What are some of the things that people might not realize that you're looking for on video before games, before matchups? Uh, I think a big thing is, is tendencies, you know, how, how often they do things and, and, you know, maybe why they do it. Um, I think that's a huge thing. I've, I've learned a lot from Ryan and Troy and, and now Jacob of, of what to look for and, and just the tendencies and, and face-off plays are huge. And um, I think the why teams do things is important too, of why, why they want to get in this area or why they want to, you know, break out this way is, um, and especially like in our division, when we face teams, you know, it seems like 15, 20 times throughout the year, um, you know, how they change and, and how they're trying to pre-scout against us in, in previous games. You know, once we get down the road, we, you know, we'll look at their last games played, but we'll also look at their last games played against us and, and what they did to try to stop us. Um, but I'd say, yeah, tendencies are, are the biggest thing that we look for or I look for. I love it. And it's, it's, it's so critical, right? And it's, it's part of the reason, like, like uh, coach Crowler said for the success of the organization, I want to hop back over to uh, Moscow Smules, coach Smulevich over here, your intensity, that anarchy chant, you could hear all the way through the rink, but your intensity last season 
was, I think, not necessarily talking in absolute most least, but you have an ability to really flip it on a dime. And I've watched you go from zero to a hundred and then back down, you know, your ability to read, I think what's going on around you. Um, Is that one of those things that you feel like you can add to the Russia organization, Um, especially considering, you know, how, I should say, especially considering how extensive the staff is. I mean, we've got four people on this call. We've got a lot of people behind the scenes. Do you find that you have a really good ability to kind of fit in and, and find your role? Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, I've been doing my my best, and these guys have been helping me a lot how to fit in here. Um, you know, for me, it's a lot of learning too. Like, I want to go. I wanted to go somewhere where I could keep learning and learning from guys like Troy and Ray and Ryan and Trevor and Dibs. Just kind of adds to it. Um, they've been really helping with the, you know, fitting in and here's how we do things here. And, um, you know, me adjusting some things to, to fit this group. And I think it's been going really, really well. Um, and just for me as well, like bringing in some of the, you know, things I did in Charleston that worked and, um, helping that with this group here, I think has gone really well. And one note before I, I move on to another question is, uh, not so much a, uh, as coach Carter said, if you can't beat him, join him. Cause I think you can flip that on its head. It's, I don't think he wanted to have to beat you again. So he figured he would just hire you so that he didn't have to worry about that come playoff time. Yeah. Whatever makes you sleep that night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it might've been me not, uh, not wanting the uh, necessarily uh, heart throbbing challenge of trying to beat the rush and, and how it's possibly done. So that might've been a little more on me. I'd have no problem beating you. <laughs> <laughs> I will I'll tell you what you and I you and I are going to shave about 20 strokes off our golf game this winter and then we'll we'll take it down to Charlotte and we'll we'll come beat him and uh and get well, him on the, get him on the back row perfect there we shaving go. we're going to be shaving Lucas's head too this year brothers I mean, <laughs> yes we that's, are. that's a that's yes, next yeah that's a good segue into you know everything we do in the community is that you know that hair is coming off next year 100 <laughs> well here you go so I'm actually I'm growing it out for you guys so that I can donate it and then, and then either donate it to the organization or get some proceeds out of it and donate that. So this is this is going to be a lot longer by the time we get to uh, get to donation time. That's awesome. That'll be great. And now, Coach Crothers, can you kind of talk to the folks about what we're talking about? Our joke right now, obviously, about getting the head shaved. But you guys do this each and every year. Can you talk about the the organization you guys do this for? Why you guys kind of do it, and and what the boys are in for each season when they go out to Charlotte. Yeah, I think it's another part of, you know, when a player gets recruited here, you know, the it's part of our pitch is our St. Baldrick's event and how important it is to be involved in the community, but more importantly, to give back and um, put others before yourself. And I just think the St. Baldrick's Foundation is just, you know, for what they do for childhood cancer and research, um, you know, it's just something that's touching. And for our guys that work so much with our youth hockey and around young kids and things like that, it's, and they're junior hockey players and they love to have their flow and it's uh, super important to them. So um, it's kind of funny though, because guys kind of cringe at it. And then once they do it, um, they feel so good about what they did and what they were able to give back and why they did it. And it goes back to the why, like, why are you doing, not just shaving our heads so that we could get on the Dan K show. So yeah, we shave our heads, you know, and raise money, you know, it's just why we do it, um, how they go out and raise funds on their own, each player. Um, and then that night is a special night, um, you know, to get up on stage and have your head shaved and, um, 
you know, to do it with your brothers and to do it, you know, with your organization and the families and billet brothers are getting involved. Billet dads are getting involved. Lucas Jones getting involved. Um, it's going to be, uh, this year, each year seems to get better and better. You know, um, one year we had a player whose sister, um, was battling cancer and we, we had a great turnout and we raised a lot of money and thought, wow, and wonder if we'll ever be able to raise that much again. And then last year during a, a pandemic, we raised the most we've ever raised. Um, you know, and now this year with the help of, uh, Lucas's flow, um, hopefully we can beat that total too. So, um, it's just one of the many things we do, you know, um, our kids are out in the community all the time. Um, tonight starts our youth hockey with CPH, um, which is huge for, uh, for us as an organization, you know, not just trying myself as, as the owners of it, but, you know, Ray's involved every day. The kids love Ray. He's the video coach for CPH. Jacob's been out to almost every CPH thing we've had since he got into town because it's just about being family. You know, Trevor Jewell's coaching our 2018 um, as a head coach. So um, it's just, you know, a very, uh, that family atmosphere and the why we do it. Um, it's cool for our players to see and open their minds to. And um, oh, it's, we're excited to have another year and kick started and, and hopefully have the same result we had last year. And before I give it back to Lucas here, you know, it, this St. Baldrick's event, I remember the first time you introduced this to us and I was absolutely floored by what you guys do here. And it's it, when you can get a young hockey player, it's hard enough to get a hockey host to cut his hair. Right. Like I, I, I balked at it last year. This year, Lucas and I are going to be challenging the boys. We're going to be trying to raise some money. So we hope the hockey community hashtag cut that hair, hashtag cut Lucas's hair hashtag Lucas's flow, hashtag no more flow, whatever hashtag you guys want to use. We're going to be working to raise some money for a great, great cause. And more importantly, to get these hockey hosts head shaved. That's going to be the goal. And Ryan, you mentioned CPH, the, the Carolina Premier Hockey Team. You guys stepped up here in the community. to. We always talk about growing this game, right? Finding our way into every single population, every single populace in this country and beyond to grow the game of hockey. You guys stepped up when the community needed you. You created a, a playing opportunity, not just for your your sons, but for the, the community as a whole. We got to come out and cover the game. Most watched game in hockey that day that was not at the NHL level on YouTube.com for a 10U game. And it was, it was the most fun atmosphere I think I've called a game in of all time. Talk to us about Carolina Premier and a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah, so Carolina Premier Hockey, we started last year. I think I think our market here at the youth hockey is, was a little broken um, and fragile. And it was just Troy and I kind of looking at each other and going, we got five boys between the two of us that love the game of hockey and are going to love the game of hockey. And, um, you know, we had to do something. And it was kind of with COVID and everything that happened, just kind of a, I don't want to say a perfect storm. It was, it was pretty bumpy there for a bit, but we found a way. Um, and we started with two teams last year. We had a, a, I don't know, 13 U team or 12 U team last year, 2008 birth year. And then we had the 2011s uh, that you guys covered and the kids still talk about every single day. Um, but now we've, we've doubled in size in uh, less than 12 months. So we went from two teams last year. We have four teams this year. Um, and again, it just goes back to the people. Um, surround yourself with good people, add good people. Um, Pineville Ice House, which you guys were at. Um, did an unbelievable job and, and found us ice when we really needed it because um, we were going to play at the Bojangles Coliseum where the checkers are. But due to COVID, they, they didn't play, so they didn't have ice. And now 
their ice is up and running and we'll be on the ice at both places today um, from four o'clock till seems like 10 o'clock tonight. We'll be at both rinks. Um, and tonight's our first day actually. So we're, we're super excited about that. And um, we brought in some great people like, you know, Tre uh, Trevor is going to coach our 2018, you know, he's won three national championships and now he's, he's coaching the 2008 CPH team. We have, um, you know, Jake Alexia coaching our 2010s, you know, his brother is uh, obviously probably the top D on Seattle right now, which is pretty cool. And, um, you know, their sister was the all time decorated Canadian swimmer. She's got the most medals, you know, and he's our head coach for them. And uh, coaching with me is Mike Glumack playing the NHL um, for a number of years um, and then played over in Europe, had a fabulous professional career. And, and he got myself and Troy. So it's, again, it goes back to the people. And then you, you put Ray in there doing video with our teams each week and Jacob jumping on the ice. We just, Again, surround yourself with good people and good things happen. And I think our Carolina Premier Hockey program is, is really taking off. And uh, we're excited to, to get that going tonight. Now, Troy, I got a question for you. This is uh, sort of last season became my unofficial patent pending. Don't give away the farm question because season hasn't started. You've got a little bit of a difficult division. Some would say the, the toughest division in the USPHL. What are you seeing from the team so far? Can you give us a little preview of what we might see on the ice come opening weekend? Uh, no, I'll let you guys know after the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think we're going to be, we're going to play very similar to what we did last year, right? We're going to be a team that's, uh, you know, high powered, high offense. We're going to play extremely fast. Um, we're going to play for 60 minutes. We're just going to kind of keep coming out teams and, um, you know, in a perfect world, we're putting up touchdowns again, but we're a team this year, I think that's going to win some two, one games, going to win some three, one games, um, very, very strong defensively. But, um, the style that we played last year, um, is going to be the style that we played this year. Um, you know, with, with Ryan and Trevor and, and myself and Ray last year, we were all on the same board, same page about how we wanted to play. Um, and that's just going to carry over into this year. You know, we got some key returners coming back that know how to play that style that like to play that style. And, you know, we've been on the ice now for, you know, I think probably seven or eight days and these new guys are picking it up pretty quick. Um, they're enjoying it. We had a couple of really good practices this week and, um, you know, our style and the way that we play isn't going to change. We're, uh, we're going to play up tempo. We're going to be fast and we're going to be a team that's going to be hard to play against. Yeah. And, and that's uh, incorporating those, those new guys into the returners is a, fairly unique problem. Every team does it a little bit differently. Every team, you know, has their, their struggles with it, but, you know, sitting, sitting with the four of you and, and knowing that you've got even more staff, you know, behind you guys, that, that system does kind of, uh, does come in strong. And before I kick it to Dan, I do feel like we have, uh, you know, looking at, looking at the six of us here and, and coach Trevor Jewell, I feel like at some point, a, a little bit of a sandbagger tour piece of content has to be, uh, has to be filmed, maybe a little mini Ryder cup. If after the uh, after the season's over, we'll host you here. You guys come. We'll host it. We'll put it on. We'll have a blast with it. You guys let us know, okay? I'm thinking mini Ryder Cup, right? We've got, we'll bring Wags down from Jersey. We'll drag him with us too. He's our lifestyle expert. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but this guy's rocking salmon shorts every weekend. He's roasting up hot dogs, and we called him out last year. He wasn't inviting us to golf. So what do you do? Invites us out. I beat him by a little over a touchdown in terms of strokes. You know what I mean? Not a big deal. And that's what we do. Because we're champs. You know what I mean? It's what Raya saw you. You were Ray out there winning every single hole. It's just what we do. We win. That's what that's what we do. Or we just schedule games against people we know we can beat. That's 100%. <laughs> that's exactly 100% the way to do it. I. It's like the Dan K bump. Like, 
last year, I picked you guys to double dip. If you didn't, I probably would have backed up afterwards and said, you know, I, it was a Dan K bump that helped someone beat you guys. People right. put the X on your back. So you pick and choose your spots. You talk about winning. Ryan, we didn't tell you this yet, but we were going over our analytics from last year. You were also the most listened to audio podcast last year. Folks went back and listened in droves after you won the titles. This, now all of a sudden, those numbers ticked up, and you, you beat a couple college coaches out, a couple guys at the NCAA level. That's good. I mean, they're probably trying to listen in, get our secrets or whatever, so i got to be careful what I say on this thing now. Can't give away too much. Don't give away oh, the whole thing. Don't give away the farm. We, we talk about it now. Uh, Ray, I want to jump back to you real quick. You talk about kind of keeping the guys loose, having that fun atmosphere. Obviously, when you're in that role, right, you're in this role as kind of the, the cooler in the room, as Mac would say in Always Sunny. You, you look at the locker room right now, it's always tough when you bring in a bunch of young dudes for the elite premier level to get that mesh right away. How are the boys vibing right now? What, what's the mood in the locker room? Are we all getting along? Do we have any shell tournaments going on right now? What's happening? I think they're all getting along. The uh, It was either yesterday or today. They were all singing before they went on the ice. So um, I'd say they're gelling pretty good. I was. It's funny that I was talking to my old billet brother, CJ, of how much I missed last year's team and how, you know, how close everybody was. And it's just it's so much fun to get back in the office and back in the locker room and trying to make new relationships with the elite team and the premier team and, and new guys and the returners and but I think we're off to a really good start. Like I said, they were they were singing the other day all together. So um, I, I'd say they like each other now, at least. I didn't, they didn't beat each other up too much in uh, training camp. I absolutely love it. I, I'm excited to see it. I'm going to ask everyone a trivia question before we get to our parting words, how we close out each show. We've, we've heard the, the play-by-play call from a certain premier championship game. It was a professional on the other one, but this one, we heard this call, okay, this this closing call. And can anybody on this call spell Chesapeake for me correctly? This is our spelling bee question of the day. Who wants to take this one? Who's going to – no one's going to take it. Ooh, Ray's ready to get out. I I say we make the new guy do it. Schools, can you spell Chesapeake for us? Can you right, spell? Let me let me give this a try. Is it like a buzzer when I get the wrong letter? I'm done or oh a hundred percent. I feel like he's gonna actually spell Chesapeake though. I, I think I think what, if he what does, we'll he's do gonna is, get beat up. We'll do it, <laughs> me, we'll do it spelling these style. So we'll let you spell the whole word and then I'll just go, oh no, I'm so sorry if it's incorrect. Okay. Honestly, right, a disappointing works. way to break that news to kids. It's it's a disappointing way, but Smools, can you spell Chesapeake? All right, uh, C H E S S. No, he's he's already wrong. Wrong. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And it's what he put up in front of us right now. I believe the call was C H A R L O T T E. Charlotte, your double dip champs. Charlotte going for the quadruple dip. Before we get to our parting words, we remind you, hockey fans, tune in tomorrow. This is Aaron Wednesday. If you're past Wednesday, because Spotify works that way, iTunes works that way, listen to this whenever, when you're in a car, when you're on a road ski. If you're listening and you missed Thursday's podcast, you go back to YouTube.com, you look up the Dan K Show, go to USPHL.com, go to DanKShow.com, anywhere you find your stuff, and find out what Dan K's way too early predictions are this season. Lucas and Dan will have elite and premier way too early predictions 
Coming up this week on the show, will he pitch Charlotte to quadruple dip? Will he not? And also listen to what Lucas picks to see what will not happen this season. You can find that out. You listen to Dan, you find out what will. You listen to Lucas, you find out what won't. Lucas, is that right? Did I get that right? Um, I, I think that you got that wrong. I think it should be the other way around. Yeah, That's incorrect. That is wrong. Lucas, your parting words for today's Dan K. Show presents Junior High. Nothing to say. He's, he's in agreement with me. Full he's in, he's in jail with Jacob. After Jacob couldn't spell Chesapeake the right way. I think <laughs> <He's in laughs> I want like to around the horn. I want Lucas and Jacob on the course sooner than later now. Yeah, I don't know if I if I watched the premier championship after uh I might have been going through some stuff after this losing the early one. So <laughs> well, now you remember it's gonna be a happy moment after the elite championship game. That's what you have to remember. Definitely. Well, gentlemen, we got to get to our parting words here. Ryan, we're going to come to you last. We're going to let. I mean, okay. you're you're the you're the big dog here, so we're going number to one listen, number one listen to guy. I get it. That's it. It's the number one listen to guy. The it's the guy. You know what I mean? They call him the show. They call me Mister Show. You know what I mean? They might call you El Presidente. That's it. We may steal that away from Portnoy. Ray, Mister Sylvester, what you got for us? What are your parting words for the folks and all? Just I'm very uh, very excited to get started again and and. Uh, you know, get back in the locker room, get back to video, get back to practices and uh, the rush are back and, and looking for some more. Can't wait. Moscow Smules from Russia with wins. Smulovich, Mr. Smulovich, Mr. Anarchy. What you got for us? Parting words. Just excited to be, be here in Charlotte and get going and, you know, realizing that now still, no matter what, I'm going to have, you know, two less rings than Ray, even when we win this year. So he's going to keep giving it to me about that. But um, just excited to be here and excited to get to work with these guys. Smalls, how do you say elite champions in Russia? Championate uh, elite. I can't confirm that or deny it, but I'll take that as a right answer. Correct on that one. <laughs> Go to Schwabi, Coach Schwab, Troy, the the uh, let's say the the legend of Troy. Let's say um, the, uh, Mr. Schwab's. Let's say the champ. Coach Schwab, your parting words. Oh, just uh, excited to get ourselves going here. Uh, looking to uh, to repeat at both levels here and continue to do good things here in Charlotte and move people along and, and win some championships. And I guess the only other thing I got is for Lucas, just uh, do us a favor, don't pick us. And next time we see you, stay off my bench. <laughs> <laughs> I will be doing all rush interviews on the bench from now on. That's it. Last time I was on the bench, I was talking to Jewel. And we had we got two goals up on the board in the middle of my interview. I almost wore a puck though, so that was not good. Don't hurt the merchandise. I got a face for radio. Everyone tells me it. Don't hurt it, Mr. Crothers, the champ. You know the guy with three out of four in the title games. You know Mr. Tahoe himself, Mr. Worldwide. I think we call you. I think we've taken that away from Pitbull at this point. <laughs> Ryan Crothers, your parting words for the show. Well, one, I just, it's nice to talk to you guys again and want to thank you for all that you do, not just for the rush, but for the league. You guys have really uh, got us out there in the market and, and put a footprint um, in junior hockey because of the job that you guys do and the show that you put on. And I know that I could speak for every organization. The players love it. And um, I really appreciate all the coverage you give the rush. Um, you know, after, you know, we didn't really like each other early on here and now, and now look at us. Um, but seriously, thank you from, uh, from a whole league perspective. It's great uh, what you guys do, but um, excited for another year. Um, once you do um, pick the double dip 
uh, repeat if you want to let me know what we're going to call it. That helps as well. Um, and if you do, and if you do pick us at both levels again, um, just know that no matter what happens early on here, at, at the end, you will be right. You will be right. I can't wait to be right. If there's one thing I enjoy being, it's right. It's it's my favorite thing about debating. It's that I've never once been wrong. Okay. <laughs> I've never once been on the wrong side of an argument. And that's what it's all about. But no, gentlemen, I got to tell you all, I love what is going on down there in Charlotte, What what's being done for the hockey community in North Carolina, in the Charlotte area for players from, from eight years old on, man. It's, it's incredible to see this game grow in all of our markets, especially those who are underserved for the game of hockey and what you guys are doing for this market. Do not forget to pat yourselves on the back. It, it's the hardest thing to do. It's something I'm really good at with myself. Okay. I will pat myself on the back. And I just want to remind the, the, the humble folks like yourselves to do that as well as you put all this work in the Charlotte rush, ladies and gentlemen, my parting word for this week it always, it always goes along with our guest. This week, it's commitment to excellence, right? And, and that's what we look at, that phrase, those three words, that tagline. What is excellence, right? A lot, a lot of times we look at it as just wins and losses. And we can kind of lose our way along the road to excellence. Excellence is a bounce back from a loss. Excellence is a reaction to a bad shift. Excellence is putting in the work today to reap the rewards at the end of this season. Excellence is every day. Excellence is in every moment, every step, every move we make. I'm not quoting Sting, Lucas. I know you love that song. Every move you make, Lucas. I'm watching you over there. You can't talk. It's parting words. Commitment to excellence, man. That's what the Rush are giving you day in and day out. Find out more about Carolina Premier Hockey for your youth player in the North Carolina region. Find out more about the Charlotte Rush you can go to usphl.com. You can head over to social media. The Charlotte Rush are everywhere to me, baby. The Michelle branch of hockey teams. You know, we might have been rivals at one point, okay? I was Mr. Mister Non-Charlotte Rush. We battled it out on social media. But look at us, in the words of Paul Rudd. Look at us, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. We thank all our sponsors, Remastered Sleep, Battle, Snoring, Fight snoring with just a sip. It's just a water bottle. You use Dan K Show 10 at checkout. You get 10% off. That's what we do. I get coops for my peeps. You go out there, take care of that. You go over to, uh, you go to EliteJuniorProfile.com. Talk to those folks there. Paul and Lane putting in the work to help take you. Put the NASCAR wrapping paper around your recruiting profile. Take yourself to the next level. You go to USPHL.com. Best Brandon Junior Hockey. These guys are tearing it up. www.USPHL.com. Hockey TV. We thank you folks as well for being proud supporters of the Dan K Show. The Dan K Show, the only show in the history of hockey TV. We'll continue doing it all year long. Charlotte Rush, double dip. Tune in tomorrow to find out if they go for the, the quip. The quad dip, hashtag quadruple dip. Dan K, that's it. I got nothing left for you.